Hi folks, Dave here. I just want to say really quick that uh, there's about a minute in this where the audio gets kind of bad. Some of you may recall about a year and a half ago or so, the hard drive on my computer died. Uh, the new one that I got for it, every once in a while it's, it causes problems during the recording. I've been working on trying to fix it, but today it was, uh, for this episode, it was pretty bad. It only lasts like a minute or two, um, so, but I, and I apologize for that. I tried to make it so you can at least hear what Diana's saying. Uh, for whatever reason, it only cuts out her track, but, uh, so I apologize for that. Like, it doesn't sound great in that bit, but it, uh, just stick with it when it gets there. It won't last very long. It's about halfway through. Uh, anyway, that's all. Everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 916, Wheels of Fortune. Oh, just got it. <laughs> yeah. Like every episode, I'm just like, oh, I get it. Uh huh. Well, because I don't think of the title. No one, we talked about this before. Like, you don't know the title. You probably don't know the title of the episode. Yeah, unless it's in that opening thing, it's not, you're not going to know what the title is. Yeah. Uh, or you looked at the TV guide. Yeah, the thing. I mean, that was way more relevant. Even at this time, it was more relevant. Mm-hmm. I guess you can also see it on like cable. The yeah. title of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Cable A. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a rain cloud, a rainy rain cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty-one minutes and forty-two seconds. And mm-hmm. who is this writer? So it's two writers. They're um. Because they almost always write together and have for a very long time. It's Ken Levine and David Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been writing together since Mash, mm-hmm. maybe earlier. Uh, and in for Frasier episodes, because they used, they've wrote, they wrote a number of episodes of Cheers. Mm-hmm. So Frasier episodes that they've written together are almost exclusively the all the ones with Lilith. They've written almost every episode that Lilith was in. Well, Lilith is mentioned. She is mentioned, right. I th- that's why I'm saying that. I think that's it, relevant. This is kind of Lilith adjacent. It is very Lilith adjacent. And that's why I think they're the ones that wrote this is because it's very much like related to that, which it's I funny. I think this episode would have gained a point of rating if it had had Lilith in it. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, it's funny. If you look up, if you Google Ken Levine right now, Mm-hmm. The person who you'll get, get is Adam Levine. <laughs> no, you, the person you'll get is the main writer creator of like Bioshock and System Shock, mm-hmm. who is named Ken Levine, but is not the same guy. Oh, uh, so like, yeah, it's weirdly kind of difficult to find the right. Not difficult, but like, mm-hmm. it's. It's going to, it takes a couple of like, a little bit of scrolling and extra clicks to find yeah, the right Yeah, when you have Ken the Levine. same name as somebody else, mm-hmm. Dave Frost. Yeah, I just think it's funny because like, it wouldn't have been that long ago that this, if you looked, if if search engines oh, yeah, were yeah. a thing, this is the Ken Levine. L- look, we had Dogpile. <laughs> we did, yes. We had Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Anyways, talking about Yahoo's. <laughs> uh-huh. Here we are in in the studio. Sure. Oh, did you want to talk any more about the writers at all? No, uh, at all. I was just oh, going to okay. say they basically just wrote Lilith episodes and okay. and some other Cheers like crossover character mm-hmm. things, but um, mostly Lilith ones. Okay, so we're in the studio. Mm-hmm. The topic is honesty, mm-hmm. and we're about to hear about someone that is not very honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blaine Sternan. Blaine Sternan. A name we've never heard. Don't know. Nope. I'm I guessing this isn't he's in Cheers. I'm guessing. I don't know if he ever actually appears in Cheers. I don't get well, the I don't know if he's mentioned. Yeah, maybe. Um, so he's the half brother of Lilith. Mm-hmm. Uh Fraser at some point uses I don't remember the sentence, but I just wrote down Flim Flam Machine. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great name for a band it, it, that is a good name for a band yeah yeah his because Roz said he sounded charming and he says and Fraser responds with of course he sounded charming charm is the viscous grease with which he oils his flim flam machine beautiful that's a beautiful beautiful line I love it yeah he um 
basically he's you know somebody who just shows up to he's a scam artist essentially he's a scam mm-hmm. artist he's and a grifter he's a grifter and uh and i like that the thing that fraser's most upset about is that he once stole a very precious antique 18th century english salt server mm-hmm. um which i did have to look up what exactly a salt server was does it not just you put salt in it and then you serve use that as yeah with uh-huh. like it's got like a lid and you serve it with a little spoon but mm-hmm. like i wasn't i didn't you know it's not a thing that i saw very often growing up so you well, know me neither what do you think i lived in this fine <laughs> mansion with salt servers just everywhere no yeah i assume you grew up so rich that your version of a salt server was the guy that brought went around with the salt for everyone Oh, yes. He was the salt server. I never even moved any of my own limbs. I had people do that for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the salt server had, like, just a rock of salt, like a solid thing of salt and, like, a shaver thing, like, to, to, like, grind it down. It's always stressful when you're at those restaurants where people do the cheese for you, and they're like, tell Mm -hmm. me when. And I'm like, makes me nervous. And I say, I either wait too long. I'm like, this is too many beats too long for cheese or i'm like just stop just <laughs> now just like they got the barely barely anything uh-huh. has any parm has yawned <laughs> it's stressful um mm-hmm. so i can't imagine anyone salting my servings <laughs> yeah i just love the idea of it though they just got like one of those pumice stones to like like rub it like rub the salt right off Ew. of the rock <laughs> i mean you only use it for salt Okay, just one of those toe shavings. No, on it. you don't. It's not oh, that's you just... so gross. I apologize for yeah. the mental image. Wow, I will say, because of uh, how our this podcast has affected my viewing of the show, when Fraser says the line, like when he mentions that you know Blaine is the curse of the family, and says like, "What does it say when Lilith is the good one?" I was immediately like, "It, it, it's it says you know Lilith pretty well because she is good. She is good. <laughs> like." She's she's pretty good. She's really good. You know, my my casual viewing of of this show just always had me accept that like Lilith was just generally generally evil and bad because that's how they always talk about her. But I never. Well, really... you don't have BB. True. Yeah. Like again, BB. I believe legitimately kind of evil. But, yes. But now I'm like, no, I don't have so much of a problem with Lilith. I don't really have a problem. Well, with I her. never had a problem. I know. I just always accepted the the way they described her, and now I don't. So now we're in Fraser's apartment, mm-hmm. where Daphne and Niles are snuggling on the couch. Mm-hmm. Martin's in his chair. Mm-hmm. Then Fraser walks in the door, and well, he's concerned. <laughs> he sure is. Yeah. I mean, already like all all his concerns are happening because it's like he's got. You know, the package from Blaine, which we know automatically is the salsa, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I I wasn't sure. It could have been anything. I will say, this is an interesting thing I noticed, a little note, is that as soon as Frazier says that Blaine's in town, mm-hmm. Niles says, like, is he the scoundrel that walked off with your 18th century salt cellar? Uh-huh. He says salt cellar. Oh, yeah. Frazier said salt server earlier. Mm-hmm. The subtitles say server. Huh. That's not what Niall said, but that's what the subtitles say. They say salt server every time in this. So what is it? Is it a server or a seller? I mean, a salt seller, I think, is basically the same thing. The difference is uh, the difference that I noticed if you Google it is that the images that you see, if you search salt seller, it seems to have like a wooden lid. And if you search salt cellar, it a salt server, it has like a metal lid. But they're that basically is an the same. important difference. <laughs> but they're both basically the same thing. They're both just a glass thing full of salt with a lid hmm. that you serve from. Okay, then we get the call that Blaine is on his way upstairs mm-hmm. from what I can assume is the doorman. <laughs> right. The doorman. The doorman, yes. No one there's never been a call once ever before that a stranger is making their way upstairs. Also, is that true? I mean, that might not be true, but I don't think that's happened. It's never, well, yeah, because like... One, is he on an approved list to be upstairs? Wouldn't the door, the doorman have called him and been like, 
hi, yes, are you expecting this guest to be there? He's a con man. Okay. <laughs> so he conned his way up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then we hear about his three different names. Mm-hmm. To be like, no, he really is as bad as you think he is. <laughs> right, yeah. But I love that where he's doing his cons are in Maine, New Mexico, and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, because as Fraser n- says it, Louisiana. Okay. I do like he Both said- of those, New Mexico and Louisiana, are like close to each other, mm-hmm. relatively. Right. Maine? I guess that's close to, you know... Boston area if he mm-hmm. was around there. Look, common, you know, they gotta k- stay on the move. They gotta stay on the move so they don't get caught. You gotta co- constantly be on the move and constantly, constantly be on that grift. That's how you do it. Okay. Anyways. Also, we know Maine and Louisiana are pretty close because of that one SNL skit that we just referenced a oh couple my... episodes ago. No! <laughs> why? Uh, <sighs> it's when we also find out here about a couple of the grifts that he's pulled off. Okay. Which were, one, when he was selling rare autographs, until it was discovered uh, Madame Curie and Sugar Ray Robinson had the same handwriting, which is amusing. Uh, but also, Fraser has a deed to a 50,000-acre kelp farm. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I... Okay, this is... You remember just a few episodes ago, I was talking about how much I wanted to see, like, I don't, I, I care about this episode less than the episode that doesn't exist showing the experiment with Lilith and Frazier putting sunglasses on a monkey. Oh, I thought you were going to say sunglasses on the kelp. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm saying I want to see the episode about. I want to watch, I want to see How Blaine. he gets convinced to buy the kelp farm? Yeah. I want to see Frazier buying a 50,000 acre kelp farm from this. I want to watch the adventures of, of Blaine Sternin. Yeah, let's, this season's been trash. Let's see the ne- the Blaine Sternin <laughs> season. Yeah, I want the spinoff. I want the spinoff starring, as we're about to see, Michael Keaton. Um, Batman. <laughs> yep, yep. Beetlejuice. Batman, Birdman okay. himself. I think Michael it's Keaton. so weird that he's Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. You mean it's weird that Michael Keaton is? Yes. Why is that? Because it's just so weird. It's just so strange to me. Like it's a weird kind of weird role. He's I mean, just played all, all kinds of He sure has, yeah. Yeah. Very strange. Mm-hmm. I think it's strange that he's on this episode of Frasier. Yeah, yeah. Though I think at this point, like, I'm trying to think of like what Michael Keaton was doing in early 2000s. He was working his kelp farm. <laughs> of course, of course. So the big surprising thing mm-hmm. is that he's in a wheelchair. He sure is. But Fraser does not believe. So he does a bunch of things to try to like convince him, and also everyone's like. Um, what kind of monster are you for not believing that mm-hmm. someone is like in a wheelchair? Right. Which, yeah, it makes Fraser seem terrible, like a terrible, terrible person. It does. But I do like that because usually, like, I, I feel like usually Fraser's the one who always gets tricked by people because he believes the best in them and everything. Yeah. So I think this is like a good flip. Yeah. I like that he's just like, even this, which should elicit some level of sympathy it, like even that like that i feel like that says so much about this backstory that i'm saying i really wish i had seen yeah like, like he's talking about like how he got in this accident and it's a, the big it's a it just changed his whole life like mm-hmm. he decided to start like this ministry yeah and also we have the scene where he like stabs himself with Daphne's brooch mm-hmm. like don't use someone else's brooch to stab your leg right especially because like the thing for me is the way you know that that's not real, mm-hmm. like, because cause, Frazier even says that's just a cheap parlor trick, which, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a common thing, is I feel like if you actually are, like, if you actually have no feeling below your waist, mm-hmm. like, sure, it might be nice if you hurt yourself and you don't feel it. It'd be nice to not yeah. feel it. But that doesn't mean it's still good to go stabbing yourself with a pin. Like, there's a reason it hurts, and that's because it's bad. To do that, don't yeah. do that. Like you're still injured. Like you need, you need a band aid. <laughs> right. Like so you uh, need some neosporin on that. 
Like at one point he's like, okay, uh, I'll, make, I'll really prove it. Go get the butcher knife. And it's like, if you stab someone's leg with a butcher knife. I guess it's the it's so extreme he knows he's not going to do it. Right. But also he talks about the doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Kagan. Mm-hmm. Does this name sound familiar to you? No. It sounded familiar to me. Okay. So do you remember Eddie's dog psychiatrist? Apparently. Was that Dr. Kagan? Well, I looked it up. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe we should look this up. Double check. Okay. But Death and the Dog. Okay. Is the name of the episode. All right. Let me check. Let me look it up because I got the thing right here. Yeah. No. So you're right. So yeah. Dr. Dr. Stephen Kagan is the name of the dog psychiatrist from season four. Death and the dog. Death and death and the dog. Death and the dog. Yes, and uh, which is funny because like I thought when you mentioned that I thought, isn't that the episode? Is that the episode with Fisher Stevens, um, who, um, we've definitely watched things that he's in, and I can't think of a single thing that you would know that he's in. That's fine. Short Circuit and Hackers, but uh, anyway, (laughs) he's the guy. He's the one who comes to study if if. Uh, Daphne is psychic. Oh, mm-hmm. in season eight, but yeah, the one with the dog psychiatrist. Yeah, his name is Doctor Doctor Kagan. Okay, so as soon as they he said Doctor Kagan, I was like, oh, and then I thought it was really funny that that's the dog psychiatrist name. So Doctor Kagan is spelled differently mm-hmm. in the subtitle, like in these episodes, but like it's also like. So I just thought, oh, okay, this is him faking this. He just found a fake doctor. It could be right, anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, basically, this whole point is to basically he's come here. Blaine has come here for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he's learned the error of his ways. Yeah, yeah. He's become a man of God. Yep. He's become like he he. He thinks it's like divine intervention, and he's figured out that like his whole direction in life has been wrong. And well, Fraser's whole point is basically like, okay, good, you can be this thing that you can't actually even prove that this is even better. You can con a bunch of other people by <sighs> pretending right. to be this minister. Mm-hmm. And I think the saddest thing is that people actually do this. Oh yeah, no, this is very common. There's a lot of people who use religion like to to con people like this like because it's a it's about being vulnerable like it's something that if you if you really believe in this and then believe in this word of this person Mm -hmm. you are like devout to that so it's very easy i think to manipulate someone in that way and it's sad yeah well it's like though the guy who he was on like sci-fi channel for a while, but he was doing that like he would do the like talking to the dead thing. Oh, was he? Oh, uh-huh. But he was all he was doing was it's a parlor uh, it's also a parlor trick that works especially well with people who are grieving and trying to like and want to talk to somebody in particular. If you're like Was oh. he proven to not actually be doing the yeah, thing because, he said? Like, yeah, because he can he can do the same thing with somebody who's making it up and like it'll still he'll still so hear I things think, that are so I think the thing with that is maybe it shouldn't be a TV show if, if it helps you to go talk to someone that says they can talk to your relatives or mm-hmm. you know whatever I think that's fine mm-hmm. like you choose to do with your money that what you want and if that it helps you mm-hmm. I th- there's a lot worse things you can do for yourself, like mm-hmm. drinking. <laughs> right. You and, know, yeah. and like, I, I think like if you want to spend $100 to have somebody say like, oh, they're thinking about you now and they're communicating and they, mm-hmm. they want to say they're sorry mm-hmm. and maybe that's helpful. I'm not saying like it's right to lie to people. Right. And I think the problem is that there is a lot, of, there are a lot of people that, they end up getting a lot of money from people who are vulnerable and like because they're grieving, they're vulnerable and they're prone to suggestion and it become and people use that. And also, I want to say while I'm saying that that particular thing that guy was doing is mm-hmm. a parlor trick and a lot of like these sort of. What we're gonna see later, the mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the evangelist, like mm-hmm. healer type thing, a lot of that is 
alto charlatans trying, you know, you using people's beliefs to scam them out of money. That doesn't mean that I'm I'm not saying any of it isn't it isn't possible for any of what they're talking about to be real. But I'm saying a lot of people do that are doing it are not real and they are using it as a scam. Yeah. And so like to be clear. Oh, like, it's it's like watching a ghost show. Mm-hmm. Part of watching it is there's a fun element of that, even right. if you don't, because you're like, oh, are they going to find something? But mm-hmm. some of it is just acknowledging, like, this might be fake and that's okay, and I'm watching it for the entertainment right. of yeah. that, right. or maybe there are ghosts. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. Maybe maybe we'll never know, or because it's like this thing where you can be, like, some percent sure that this, but they're just, they are just unexplained things yeah. that we... And which doesn't mean there's not a reasonable explanation, <laughs> right? But like they're just unexplained, right? And like, that is, and I think it's those question marks that we can't help as people just want to know what the question marks are. Yeah, we like, want to fill that in with a rational thing or something spooky, mm-hmm. and we don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's when you have like the con people come right. in and be like, "Yes, I will prove." <laughs> I will yeah, prove yeah. that uh, they're also robots. <laughs> yeah. So right, right, which of course. you know, just evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I um, not all robots though, obviously, obviously. not every, because some robots just you know, they're not into conning people out of money because they don't really need the money. Right. What they need is, is um the you know the the they're just batteries. looking for love. <laughs> they're looking to understand love. They're looking to understand people, and they've just learned from an evil source, and <laughs> they're mm-hmm. built from evil. Right, of course, all robots built from evil. No, not all. Ro- all robots are built from evil. <laughs> wow. Diana said it. Now we know it's true. I'm just look. Wow. Don't- I mean, podcast robot probably. Yes, hundred <laughs> mm-hmm, percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now. <laughs> We're still in Fraser's apartment. Yeah. He basically, Fraser has asked him to leave. Yeah. Has been like, you should leave. Because mm-hmm. he was basically just trying to get this, like, get him to accept his apology. Yeah. And he's just like, well, if I accept it, will you leave? And he said, yes. Mm-hmm. But then Daphne, being sweet, 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 like season one Daphne, mm-hmm. it's like, of course you have to stay. Right. Of course you have to stay for dinner. Yeah. Oh, Daphne. So now he has to say. <laughs> Which the sad thing, the thing that makes me sad about this is like we're talking about like charlatans and all this stuff. But like Daphne, who is a legitimate psychic, is the one is the first like the one most taken in by Blaine here. Well, of course, at this point, we don't know. Like at this point in the episode, we don't know. He's definitely we, a charlatan. We're, thinking, but like, we're trying. To, whose side are we on? Are you on Daphne's side? Or are you on Fraser's side in this episode? I am open. I. So here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that there is a side between. Like, I don't think. I'm one just side saying, do you, are you believing him? Or do you think based on his past and what we've heard that there's still some question marks? We don't know. So I 100% and being I apprehensive remember, i'm gonna say i don't remember i don't know if i have ever seen this episode okay so going in watching this i'm pretty sure completely blind i still a hundred percent believed fraser and do you want to know why why because of the con man character from cheers because the 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 harry i think his name is yeah the guy from night court yeah weird how he became a judge <laughs> but like this is uh you know uh, these are guys this is by guys who wrote cheers this is a cheers spinoff oh. and it's a con man who like a con man who has finally found his way he's 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 done with all of that mm-hmm. every single time that guy showed up and like had seen the error of his ways and knew like I'm not I'm done with all of that. I'm sorry. I know you haven't trusted me in the past, but I'm done. It always ended in him like conning Sam. That happened constantly on that show. So I this felt like one of those episodes, which I loved. I loved those episodes. That was one of my favorite things is watching him like 
you know, show up, drop into the bar. Okay, I watched more like con man movies with Dave. I because I think you just gravitate <laughs> gravitate towards those movies because you're trying to get the tips. <laughs> no, 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 no. I work at a bank. I am not trying to get tips on being a con man. Absolutely no, no, no. Maybe no, no. I would never. But. I do love a good con movie. Like, I love cons. Like, in movies, I love that kind of stuff. Like, there's a reason I like Sawyer on Lost. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is where I first learned that it, it, con man means confidence man. I never knew that that's what it meant. I just knew, you know, it's a con. You, you con people when you're that con That sounds man. like a con. <laughs> that sounds like a fake thing, and I don't believe that's what that is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, confidence man. Let's confidently move into this next chapter where we're still talking, mm-hmm. even though we kind of—I was kind of already there already. We're still, we're still there. We are still there. Oh, I forgot. There's one thing we did need to—we kind of skipped past that okay. we need to talk about, which is when like Blaine was explaining why he gave back, um, why he gave the uh, um, salt server back and everything. He was like, you know, I try—I want to give something back because, and Fraser was like, if you really wanted that, you should be. Mopping a soup kitchen, or oh, yeah, yeah, reading yeah. to bedridden vets, or traveling to the Galapagos Islands to clean oil off some poor sea fowl, like which is important. Like it's just like he's saying, like instead you're doing this stuff that's clearly part of a con and like mm-hmm. unimportant. You should be doing that kind of thing, They're, like actually. Yeah, that is important. It is, yeah, yeah. So, like at the fair, they like they're doing grace, which mm-hmm. they never do. Right. I think. This is not. If you watch any movie that have like someone in it like this, that is at a house where we might not be religious, mm-hmm. like a priest or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not usually like um okay non-believers are doing like he's that's not really gonna happen. People might like act awkward, but mm-hmm. usually they're gonna be like, well, I understand that that's not everyone's. Not everyone's at this place. But, you know, he's really into guilting people as a con man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love that Fraser has to hi- take the watch off before they can hold hands. Right, right. Because uh, it doesn't want Blaine to have mm-hmm. access to it. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out about Blaine's little uh, stay at the uh, Regency. Mm-hmm. Uh, to... Uh... At the Ramada. Yeah, he's in the Regency room with the Ramada. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, gonna... Do a a sermon there. Isn't Regency another hotel chain? Is it? Okay, so he needs a thousand dollars. Yep. And but before this, we find this out. He's basically uh, Fraser. Kind of dares him to name some apostles. Yeah. Name uh, three of them, and said he names all of them. Like at the end, and then because he's like gives him fifty dollars mm-hmm. because he's saying like, oh well, I'll find this money somehow, and he's like. By the way, here you go. Here's now I only need $950. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which the thing is like, again, that is exactly what you do when you're a con man. If you're going to do this, if you're going to be a con man, it what takes you do some is, work. It takes work. You make a, you like, you study this stuff. You make sure you know enough that if somebody tries to like quiz you on it, you're going to do fine. That's why you like practice saying your like fake name in the mirror and you're like uh-huh. become like, it is about confidence. Yes. But it's like, have you seen, like, every Unsolved Mysteries, not everyone, but mm-hmm. a lot of them, all they have these things with, like, a con man in them. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so sad. And then, of course, they, like, disappear. Yeah. And then I never get the update. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the episode came out, like, 30 years ago. Right. I'll never know. I'll never know if they got, they've were found or not mm-hmm. not to mention those people don't i don't know if they get their money back and also how many people did they con and they knew it was him they might not even know about this lawsuit that's happening they're not going to get their money back from this person right it's like really sad mm-hmm. i don't yeah, know no, i agree this yeah. is a really sad episode now <laughs> i'm really no because i'm really upset about daphne oh because she's conned yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. i don't understand why this section is called That's How They Talk in Sweden. Well, here, let's figure it out. Let's okay. talk about what happens. So we'll find we're it. in Cafe Nervosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roz is there. And 
like which was very short-lived i don't remember even what Roz and fraser talk about basically she's just talking about like fraser is telling essentially we get the tail end of fraser like telling the story because he was like you know talking about how like the lord will provide the money but you know clearly you know he thinks i'm gonna provide it right and and then Roz starts talking about how She's always had like this thing for evangelists, and like mm-hmm. there's this one preacher. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like... that was like weird and creepy. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he spent a lot of time trying to save her soul. I feel like there was like an under. Oh yeah, yeah. Like. I... Oh yeah, no, no, there is. Yeah, there is definitely some subtext. Yes. Uh, to, to that, yeah. Um, uh, but I really liked his, the when she was like, you know, we spent all this time trying to save my soul, and Fraser was like, and and when she says, and it worked, and now I'm a nun. What do you think happened? Like, I really liked yeah, the response yeah, yeah. of that. Like, so Daphne and I will show up, and we find out that Daphne gave the nine hundred and fifty dollars. Uh huh. Ah, oh, Daphne. But like, Niles thinks it's so nice, and yeah. he he's like, you know. I believe. I think Niles is sort of more on the side of believing this person. Mm-hmm. And Fraser's trying to prove it by calling Dr. Kagan, who's conveniently always out of the office when he tries to call. He cannot get through. He can't, like, he's left messages, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't know where he is. Right, yeah. Um, So, Which, I feel like that's also just calling a doctor. Yep. Like, if if you're just some guy trying to call and talk to a doctor, you're not their patient. If you're seeing a doctor for the first time, good luck, because you have to wait five months to see them. (laughs) Right, right. And it's just like, where? How is this working? Do they just want me to give up so then they can give my spot to somebody else? <laughs> because that mm-hmm. is what it feels like to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I am dying right now. That's why I'm calling the doctor. And they're uh-huh. like, if you're having a real emergency, go to the ER. Yeah, talk to someone else. Don't talk to the person who knows what's going on. Well, so then you go to the ER, and then they're just like, well, that's not very serious enough. <laughs> There's right. not gushing blood coming out of you, so mm-hmm. you wait here for four hours. <laughs> right. We need way more doctors. We do need more doctors. That's we true. need more doctors and less injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it together. <laughs> that's what. That's... Literally, literally, just just hold whatever's happening. Hold it in place. Keep it together. Well, literally. Now I'm getting sad about healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Stop getting sad. Let's get happy. Let's listen to. Or not listen, but you know, I think imagine listening to Michael Keaton giving this sermon because at the hotel, at the hotel, we didn't figure out why. That's how they talk in Sweden. Oh yeah, we did. Oh 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 no! It's because when Fraser tries to call Doctor Kagan and he's not getting a response, he's like, you know, when they say he's busy, like busy, too busy to talk with Doctor Crane from the Nobel Prize Committee. Oh, that's why it's that's how they talk in Sweden. Is that where? Yes, the, the Nobel Prize is a thing that's decided in, in in Sweden. That just seems. How is that? Why is it there? Because that's just where it is. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I love that there are countries that I almost never like. I would. I really want to go to Sweden. Mm-hmm. It seems nice. I don't really know anything about it. It does seem nice. Just generally. I also don't know anything about it, but also just generally well, feel like uh, I know that band nice. Detective Byron played on a train that went through Sweden, <laughs> some part of Sweden, which mm-hmm. apparently is the artsy part. Uh, yeah. Where they just have a band on a train just playing a show for you. Yeah. That's fun. It is fun. If a once this person came on the T, mm-hmm. and that's the subway, and they just came on and they had a boom box and the guy just started doing flips on the thing. And yeah. I was just like, I'm no, leaving. No. Don't do that. So yeah, there's a major difference between <laughs> there's a major difference between someone in the middle of a subway car with a boombox flipping around and like like going up on the the like you know the bars and like doing all that stuff and and two guys in the very back of the train with like a xylophone and and like a mm-hmm. a theremin. And a uh, and there was um, an accordion and an accordion. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, well, also th- like they you might know you might be like that would be cool. Like to look at the train and be like on train car ten on the four forty five train. There's going to be performance by Daft Punk, and I'd be like, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> that okay. would be neat. Yeah. That yes. I feel like that's a that's a very different experience. <laughs> Daft Punk versus Detective Byron a is dramatically different experience there. <laughs> Which also I I'm very curious how many people like I wish we could do like a formal poll of literally everyone who listens to this episode if you have any idea who Detective Byron is or if we're just talking nonsense but that's like most of this podcast yeah. I have almost no notes on this episode by the way which is why we keep getting on tangents like True. every episode so I do have a note fairly soon okay it's so we're at the hotel mm-hmm. and this and he's given a sermon mm-hmm. where the, you know Martin Daphne and Niles. Of course, Daphne's going to show up. She paid for this. Yeah, she paid for it. So, so they're all there enjoying this mm-hmm. sermon. Yep. Um, Fraser goes there to basically boo at everyone. Yes, but before that happens is where my note is. Because okay. Blaine's giving his sermon, right? Yes. And he's talking about like why, like how he ended up there. Why would he support God? He lost his legs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, why would he Why would he want to talk about, why would he want to praise the god that would do this to to him but then he starts talking about all the bad stuff that he did before and my favorite thing he was like you know this happened i wasn't was not a whole man and then he says like i was a gambler i was a liar i was a cheetah and like i like that extra like when he's trying to say cheat mm-hmm. but he's a cheetah and he hits the T so hard. He's like a cheetah. It kind of sounds like that, but that wasn't the point I was making. The point I was making is this whole speech mm-hmm. has a very Beetlejuice feel to it, like because he, he, he gets kind of growly about it when he says it, mm-hmm. like, ah. and like and it was like it feels very like this. This is the like you know what, what? Beetlejuice is a, is a con man. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, I never even thought about that before, <laughs> but yes, yeah. But like, there's something about his delivery in this particular speech that feels like Beetlejuice uh, very much, and I really enjoy it for that. Like, I enjoy that. It was just sort of like you can, you you can feel that that this is the same guy, and mm-hmm. I just really I I enjoyed the delivery in this mm-hmm. a lot for that reason. And I don't know. I I love this performance. I love this this like whole thing that they that Michael Keaton's here just being. Just he's being so Michael Keaton, and I like forget how much I love him as an actor mm-hmm. because I don't see him enough. Mm-hmm. But man, he's good. Watch Birdman if you haven't seen it. I feel like not enough people watch that. It's very Birdman. good. <laughs> he's very good in that. Did you know what I was doing there? You know what song I was like parroting a song. I don't. Was that Spoonman? It was Spoonman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I didn't get that at first, but yeah. I'm just saying, Michael Keaton, good stuff, great stuff. This is why I want that. Se- this is why I want the Blaine Sternin series. Got it, got it. If he's I... not in the reboot, if this if the Fraser reboot happens, I, w- <laughs> I want Michael Keaton back as Blaine Sternin. All right, desperately, yes. So also Roger. Also Roger, yeah. <laughs> just... I'm I'm assuming he's no longer relevant. No, I'm assuming having not really watched the rest of the seasons i'm assuming he must he and there's no reason he and Roz wouldn't still be together that i can think of so i assume they're still together well he might dump her (laughs) 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 oh thank you uh that was beautiful i really appreciate that a lot Oh, there's one of the line I really like in this is when he's going through all the things that he's done badly and the audience is yelling stuff out. And the one person uh, yells out, tax evader. And he's just like, yeah, but that was just on principle. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, re- yeah. I was like, that is a really good line. And like, I, I'm in favor. Dang. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway. But yeah, this is where, uh, you know, that's when Frazier, you know, Frazier's in here and now he's hating on everybody. He's calling everyone a sheep. Yep. Yep. Isn't there a thing? (laughs) Isn't this a thing with? Doesn't like? Don't people like call like people that follow Jesus like lambs? Because he is the shepherd. Yeah, he's the lamb of God, but he's also the shepherd of man. And so, like, so I think I'm just like, well, yeah. Then they are sheep, but they're not seeing that as a bad. Thing and he's right. just saying they're going along with it, it yeah. without even thinking about it. But like, how would they don't know who Blaine right. is, right? He is, he is their he. 
like they are his flock. Like, yeah, that is yeah. A, that was absolutely a thing. You're supposed to be you're supposed to follow like Jesus and people that use the word of if you're Christian, that is a thing like being him being your shepherd is is like a common thing. So it is mm-hmm. kind of funny that he's using it. I agree yeah. as an insult. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what they want. Like, yeah. And I get that, like, it has two different meanings. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is literally the point. Of, so yeah. we get, Fraser goes up on the stage. He gets called up, essentially, mm-hmm. to, you know, yell at him. Yeah. And then he gets the call from Dr. Kagan. Right. Like, in after, the middle. After he's thrown Blaine from his wheelchair to the ground to try and prove that he's not, he doesn't actually need a wheelchair. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, like, if you're Blaine, all you gotta do to prove Fraser wrong is not get up, which mm-hmm. he doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. you're not proving nothing, Fraser. Mm-hmm. You're not proving nothing. You're not like that one guy on Twitch who forgot to stop the stream before standing up from his wheelchair. That happened. Um, because, and like, that guy got a bunch of, like, donations and stuff because he was in a wheelchair and then forgot to stop the stream before he stood up. Mm. And then people were like, Oh, you're you're you were conning us the entire time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all Blaine's got to do is not stand up, and he hasn't proven a thing except that he is a jerk. But he, well, he doesn't get up. Yeah, I mean, you were saying he gets that call, but like mm-hmm. I felt it was important that like to mention Blaine's on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and then after he gets the call, he's just like, I guess I'll help him up now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um. Who is this actual doctor? A friend of Blaine's? I'm going to guess a friend of Blaine's. Probably some other con man who's working with him. Yeah. You know, he's he's um he is George Costanza pretending to like be his own like referral, you know, that I forget which thing. It was Man- Mandalay Industries, I think is the thing and That sounds vaguely familiar <laughs> to me, yeah. but I I not I don't remember that show well enough. So now we're back at Fraser's apartment. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Where he's seemingly on the side of Blaine, mm-hmm. and what he's giving him cash, <laughs> yeah, and because the again, salt. tax evading, he's evading taxes, because that's what he says. He's like, "Thanks for giving cash. I'd rather have the money go to me than Uncle Sam." Which, like, that's oh. not that's not how that works. You're still supposed to pay taxes on that when someone pays you in cash, but he's ta- he's doing tax evasion still, mm-hmm. even as like a man of God, quote unquote. Well, I mean, just saying, I think that's the thing is just like, if you say that people assume you're doing good things, but that's not actually a requirement. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. People just if assume. You, if you say what? Oh, like, oh, I'm a minister. Oh, That yeah. you have some, you, that there's sort of like a moral obligation, but that doesn't mean that you can't be like a crappy person. <laughs> Theoretically, if you actually are following the word of Jesus and doing those things, you're probably a good person doing good things. I think good is also subjective. Sure. You are doing things to help the people, theoretically, if you actually- I mean, if this is Sister Act, I feel like there's uh-huh. so much helping in that movie. <laughs> right. That's the point. Like, oh, Also, but is to... Whoopi like a con man in that? Yes, right? Well, I think- Or is she know, like she's... framed- I, as far as I know, she is sort of like an informant or something in the mobs oh. after her, if I remember correctly. But I haven't watched that movie I haven't since either. around when it came out. I don't know. That's just, that's my knowledge of nuns. <laughs> Same. Same. So he, he's giving back the salt, the salt shaker. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a shaker. Salt. No. Holder. I think okay. They already have used two words here for this, and shaker is not one of them. Salt You've, box. You, yeah, the salt box. Right. It's giving the salt box. It has mm-hmm. a soul. Has a soul in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soul of salt. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but I like how he is like, oh, now I'll know how to sell this, <laughs> right? Because I know what it is, right? Right. Because because yeah. But that why was would he give this back? Because now he knows that this. Yeah, I, okay. That nobody. I'm can, so mad. Nobody can hear that face. I'm so, so mad yeah. because he's a good con man. I know, but like, uh, Fraser appreciates that stuff. He's just gonna sell it and be terrible. Yeah, I think he's giving it with the intention of Blaine selling it, 
Like he knows he's gonna sell it. That's the, but now it's to help people. It's to help the needy. But he knows now. But like, but like, that's not gonna happen. But so like, how we find out uh-huh. that he's not the con man is basically what Daphne says. No, or Martin. Was... Martin. He was like so talking Martin... about how he was finally convinced um, by all the things Blaine talked about that he's been that he's done in the past, mm-hmm. such as uh, mopping up soup kitchens. Uh, reading to bedridden veterans and going to the Galapagos Islands to clean oil off some fowl, which, ah, uh, Frazier, you gave it, you gave it. And to then, it, why would you leave the expensive wheelchair right at the door? I think because he's about to disappear again. I think he's got the money and he's gonna run again. And so, how much was this actually to do at the Ramada? Like two hundred dollars. <laughs> Probably not the thousand dollars that he said. He probably made money on that. He made money from donating to him. He made money from Fraser matching the donations, and now he's gonna make money from this salt salt server slash seller that he's gonna go sell now that he knows what it is. Uh, yeah. So like, but yeah, I think you're right. It probably wasn't a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was probably like, hmm. I don't know. I honestly, or was. Well, I mean, I know how much. And like to get a room that can fit two hundred people in it. Yeah, but I don't think there were that many people. In no, room. and yeah. I, that's like, and that's cheaper. So it's usually like two. It can be up to like, depending on where you are, like and what you're doing, like two hundred dollars mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. I know you can get places for like a hundred dollars an hour. So if he was doing a sermon for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And maybe he needed to pay for two hours for like setup and breakdown or something like right. that. Then that's only like maybe two hundred or four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So he would still make so much money on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I bet he didn't spend a thousand dollars on it. Uh, but then again, he might just, for all we know, he's been doing this con for a little bit and like he knows built like, up an audience of people that want to see him or right. something okay. and, and or rather he's figured out what amounts and percentage people will give that show up to the room mm-hmm. and this might be the like his his like kind of coup de gras where he says like here's where i go all out here's where i spend all the money and then i disappear mm-hmm. and so it might be a thousand dollars because he knows he's gonna get more than that. Also, we get the call. We didn't talk about this, but he, Fraser calls Lilith oh, to confirm. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And Lilith was like, "I don't know, but I hope so." <laughs> right, right, right. Like right. about him being in the wheelchair, and right? That. And I find that pretty amusing. Like he's yeah. very disliked. Yeah, yeah. Nobody likes Blaine. And then the end scene where like Martin, because he thinks that the pin in the leg thing was so cool. Right, right. He's trying to mimic it. Uh-huh. And so he gets, you know, he like pads up his leg and then mm-hmm. he tries to get Daphne to do it and then mm-hmm. she does it in the other leg. <laughs> right. And it yeah. looks super hard too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, but yeah, that would be very painful. That's the thing, I think, because Blaine stabs his own leg. Yeah, yeah. Because he knows where the thing is. Mm-hmm. And... But yeah, like that's the thing. Like that trick only works if you do it to yourself, mm-hmm. and you only do it without pin. Lock, mm-hmm. Like if because Fraser, if now if Fraser really he clearly didn't believe Blaine and mm-hmm. it was a part. He said it's a parlor trick. So if you know it's a parlor trick, then you should know how it works, and you should be able to just be like, "I'll prove it. I'll just stab it into the back of your calf, or a different spot. Like I'll pick a spot." I know, but he would just make up a lie about it. And also, what a weird what li- and gross a, thing. A lie that somehow gets around the fact that he has feeling in the back of it's his It's a calf. miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that's the thing. Like, either you don't know that that's a I also a don't trick. know totally how that works, how losing feeling in your legs works like that. The way it works is basically you lose feeling in your legs because at the point in your spine where all those nerves come together, mm-hmm. something got severed. And so, so you really have no feeling. You'd have no feeling. And so what happens is no it's like it's it's literally like cutting the wire. So would it be like all tingly? Would you feel the not- tingling? Well you might because mentally... of nerve damage. It's nerve severing. 
So you might have, if you have any feeling, it's a, it's usually like a phantom, like your brain will sometimes, there's a part of your brain well, that the, maps out your body. Well, the reason I'm asking this is because I lost feeling a part of my lip when I had that lip right. surgery. And so it's tingly. I right. don't really feel anything there, but I feel tingling all the time. Right. So the tingling you're feeling, because it's probably a small spot, is probably... Mm -hmm the border where the nerves that are connected are on the edges of the part you can still feel mm. and the part that isn't connected mm -hmm. doesn't have any feeling but the parts right next to it are you're getting you're you're probably getting sensation from the part where the nerve isn't entirely connected and that's what's tingling so mm. if you're um if you've lost all feeling in your legs because of a back injury mm -hmm. That is severed or crushed or something to a point where you're you're not going to feel anything in your thigh, your calf, your feet, anything ever. You're never like people can like you can do whatever you want to that area. Nothing's going to get through because the connection isn't there. Mm -hmm. There's nothing getting from your brain to your legs. Mm -hmm. And so if he does the thing where he stabs you know, takes the pin and stabs the top of his thigh and doesn't mm -hmm. feel anything. If then Frazier takes that pin and stabs the back of his calf, he's he should also not feel anything. The trick should well, work. Well, there's no front of your calf. Well, the well, back I of guess. your the back of your leg on the calf. You should be well, able to. I get what is the front? The shin. The front would be the shin. What Why I mean is, that is like two different names. I think the shin refers to the bone part. The thigh is the whole upper leg. Okay. Whereas the calf is the muscle in the back of the lower leg. Got it. The shin is the bone in the front. Anyway, the point is he should be able to, if he believes it's a parlor trick, mm -hmm. then he should be able no to No one's going to do that because you have to consent to that because otherwise it would be an assault. Right. So, but that's the thing. If you're, if, so if I'm in that situation, okay, mm -hmm. and I believe, I truly believe that this person is trying to con me. And I believe he's using a parlor trick to get past it that he's fine with being stabbed in the leg with this pin, which again, bad idea if you actually don't have that feeling. Then I'm going to say, fine, let me do it in a different part of your leg. Mm. Let me pull up your pants leg so I can see your skin so I know there isn't padding there. Mm -hmm. and do it there. And if you don't have a reaction then, then I know that it's real. Mm -hmm. If And that's the thing. Frazier knows it's a parlor trick. He said it's a parlor trick. Mm -hmm. So he should know how to get past it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're, we're done. We're done. Sure, we're done. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the no collars. There's none. There's no collars. Yeah, but first there's drinks. drinks. There's drinks. You know what? We're just switching it up today. <laughs> Sure. Uh, um, so there are some Adlers because Blaine hasn't given up everything. He Isn't likes. that a kind of bird? <laughs> I. That's the last name of that person with some Red Dead too. Sadie Adler. It is Sadie Adler. Yeah, I like Sadie a whole bunch. Um, play Red Dead too, you guys. It's a great game. Anyway, drinks in this episode were some Adlers, as we just said, and uh, and some coffee, and that's it. Uh yeah, you already said there's no collars. Um, what's a good word? Flim flam. <laughs> nice. That is a good word. It's uh, a noun. Mm -hmm. It's nonsensical or insincere talk. <laughs> All right. Good word. He does say boon again. He does say boon again. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Uh. All right. So now I guess let's rate the episode. Two point five red hot chili peppers. 2.5, really? So you didn't like this episode very much? No. Really? No. Okay. Um, well, we had very Do you know why I called it that? Why I rated it Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, sorry. I was focused on the 2.5. No. Why did you call it Red Hot Chili Peppers? Because um, they go. he tells a story at dinner about someone helping someone under the bridge. <laughs> All right, very good, very good. Okay, yeah. So I, uh, I, wow, yeah. We had very different reactions. Did you give it a four? I did give it a four. Wow, wow. I gave it four Santana de la Cruz. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed this because I, I like 
to me, this is just one. It is, as I said, it's the classic Cheers plot, but it's that plot that I always really enjoyed with with, with Harry the hey, Con. Okay, you you gave most of the score to to Michael Keaton, I believe. Yeah, but that's the episode, like. Yeah, yeah it really is. There's enjoy- no B plot in There's this. No, right. I'm saying yeah. like, the whole thing is about Michael Keaton, and I really I just, enjoyed Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, I, I think he's good. I just don't care for this story. That's fine. Like, we don't have to give the same rating. We don't we don't have to justify our rating every episode. Really I'm not justifying don't. it. <laughs> I just I enjoyed it. I had a fun time. I think uh, there's a difference between justifying and explaining. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I I had a fun time. I liked Michael Keaton's performance here. I honestly want more of it. Um I you know, it's I think it's it's just a fun I know it's just a throwaway episode that doesn't really matter to the plot, but then again, so are so many of the best episodes. They're just fun, silly times, and I like it because I feel like it's got a lot of the like core elements of what I like Toss about salads Frasier. and scrambled eggs. A Fraser podcast. A fun <laughs> and silly time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got a lot of the core elements of what I like about Frasier. It's just like you know, it's got it, it's it's a bit of it's farcical, it's over the top, it's uh, but also it's got a bit of the like people not entirely identifying with Frasier and not, like Frasier feeling one way and other people feeling another, and like it's got a lot of the the elements that I just really enjoy about this. Yeah, I and can so see all that. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm great. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it. A, I gave it a four. I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, not a five because it doesn't stand out as like. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. I just enjoy. You're the ju- one, you know, trying to, you know, <laughs> justify your score. I'm just saying. Uh, the IMDb rating on this is an eight point one. Why is that a new thing we do? Is talk about the IMDb We've rating? We've been talking about the IMDb rating for a while. Well, I d- give no hoots about it. <laughs> uh, and then also so. Ken Levine has so we've only rated one Ken Levine episode, even though he's written a number he, mm-hmm. with David Isaacs. So his rating before this is a four point seven five. David Isaacs wrote a couple on his own without Ken Levine in this, so his rating is a three point six two. But most of the episodes, but most of the episodes that they've written were before we started rating episodes, mm-hmm. and then uh, that brings us to the part of the episode called "We're Listening." Where we respond to the messages you send us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at FraserPod at gmail.com. But we got two things, both from Sean Holland. Uh, one was an email that we got right after we recorded last week's episode because it's about the previous week's episode. Okay. Uh, which is Juvenalia. Okay. Uh, where uh, he said, I like the title for this episode. Also, Nero was a teenage emperor, kind of went mad with power, much like teen scene. Mm. That's true. That is kind of funny. I didn't even think about that. Frasier did threaten to jump out the window above Cheers when Lilith cheated on him. She then had to talk him down from the window. Okay, yeah, so we haven't seen that, but Mm. that's good to know. Though it's funny, just because of the way this is worded, the window above Cheers is at street level. Mm. So I assume it's the window above the Bull and Finch, not the Bull mm-hmm. and Finch, but, but like the the restaurant above mm-hmm. Cheers, mm-hmm. <laughs> because the window above Cheers is, that's not going to do anything. You just, I mean, it'll hurt. You'd probably get a scrape, but like. I mean, you could break, yeah, you could break something. No, I'm saying like if you're at ground level and you jump, you're probably going to just like sc- scrape up your it's face a little bit. It's not exactly ground level, but window in the restaurant it's probably higher up. It's probably higher up. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of that that one window that you see the the pe- people's feet as they walk down to Cheers. Oh, <laughs> like that's the, to me that's the window above Cheers. It's just that's, <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's technically below street level. <laughs> so that is kind of amusing. Like right, if you like, think somebody's standing out there, that seems like a thing that would maybe would not be in a sitcom now but where right. someone is talking about jumping but then you, they pull out and you realize like they're just at this ground level <laughs> right. thing because they weren't very committed right to do like it wasn't really about the that right it was about it, something else you it, know it, yeah yep exactly uh and then he goes on to say, uh, as I was rewatching, I couldn't help but think about the kids as the comment section of the Fraser Crane Show's website. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 
I could see someone on Twitter going after Frazier's record just like this, although they would rightly be attacked for shaming someone with mental illness, another thing that's changed with time. And yeah, like, I agree 100%. If Frazier, the Frazier Crane show today existed, mm-hmm. I agree. Some people would use some old article about Frazier to shame him for having attempted suicide or threatened suicide. Mm-hmm. And then other people would, yeah, absolutely, like, quote, tweet those people to then mm-hmm. get the world to attack him, them, until they, they quit Twitter, essentially. Yep. Rightfully so. Yeah, don't attack people for th- thinking about suicide. Like, hey, let's think. I let's, mean, let's, let's help people right. so they don't have those thoughts. Yeah, that's a thing yeah. people go through. And... Maybe help people with that. But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that totally seems like what would happen today. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean also tweeted at us later about last week's episode. Okay. To say uh, that trumpet guy at the end mm-hmm. uh, is a troubadour. Mm-hmm. That's what he's called. A troubadour. Oh. Which uh, I'm going to have to dispute that a little bit. Why? Because I've seen just enough Gilmore Girls to know that a troubadour... <laughs> Is a guy that walks around town with a guitar and just plays random songs. It's not but, always a guitar. Mm, uh, I'm just saying, it's a guy that the town hires to just walk around and play music and stuff. His name's Grant Lee. And uh, that's what a troubadour is. It can only be him. Right. Every troubadour is that guy. Okay. All right. All uh, right. <laughs> uh, he also says, uh, John Mahoney's hilarious drunk acting, which... Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. It is very good. I also thought Niall's actual proposal was very good and got a little misty watching it. Aww. Aww. Like, it is. It's very sweet. It is. I like, I think I like it more than the grand gesture that yeah. he, it's because Daphne spends a lot of that time being like, oh, how could you like me? I'm such a huge mess, which mm-hmm. you don't love people in slices. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's, I think that ends up being more sincere. Right. I agree. Yeah. And that's like often like moments where you find out, uh, rele- this is almost relevant to something else we were watching, where, where you find out you really like people when they're sick mm-hmm. or going through something really hard and you stick by them through those times. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. totally. Agreed. Yeah. Like if you listened to our bonus thing that we put up about a proposal thing, it's like, I think the point of the... The reason the Niles' actual proposal is so much nicer than his, you know, three-page poem and the choir and all of that is that it's just him saying some stuff that really is just what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I know in the bonus thing, the whole thing is like, I had my stuff written out, but that's because I have a stutter and I have trouble with my words and when I get nervous stuff freezes up on me and but it was mostly just me saying the things that I wanted to say well you were also about it you were yeah I think it's also different if you write a sincere your letter wasn't like wasn't a sonnet right that's my point it was just like I'm writing this down so I don't forget right and that's literally yeah if you had decided to like free you know like not look at your notes after you started talking that's what you would have done right you know like it was less about like reading it off the thing than just it's there so you can stay focused on the thing as we find as we found out that you have add (laughs) right this is before we knew like we should have known but it's before how would we know because talk to me for like five minutes no if you don't listen to this podcast about ADD, right? Like it makes so much sense now. <laughs> like right. it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> sure does. But but yeah, but like it, the point of it is not. Were, we, were we really mean about like his proposal? No, no, no. I don't think that's the oh, point okay. that Sean's making here. But I, I'm just kind of building. It is on nice. It. it is nice. It yeah. is really nice, and I agree. It's like it's. It's nice and sweet and simple and loving in the way that 
I was actually thinking about this episode because I didn't really like this week's episode. Last mm-hmm. week's episode, I was like, oh, it was so good and refreshing to like watch mm-hmm. that. And I was thinking about that today and like how I just thought mm-hmm. that proposal was so good and that episode was so good and mm-hmm. it was just really sweet. And like the whole buildup between like Daphne and Niles and how I was just like, oh, it was so good for their relationship. And I, I like love and adore that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Just made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. So, anything else you wanted to say on this episode? Nope. All right. Uh, all I want to say is, like, watch more stuff with Michael Keaton. It's good stuff. <laughs> mm. Don't forget to look behind things <laughs> for your Michael Keaton DVDs. They probably fell yep. behind your dresser. Yeah. Watch Spider-Man: Homecoming. He's very good in that. Mm-hmm. He's he's good. He's good in so many things. He's good in a lot of superhero things. It turns out. Batman, Batman Returns. He's kind of a superhero in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. He's the ghost of most. He's okay. Maybe not hero so much, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, like comic book level powered. Like he's he's superhuman in that he's a ghost, so he's not mm-hmm. human. He's, um, but yeah, he turns out he's good in a lot of um. Those sort of superhero type roles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Birdman, 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 and and Batman, and and anything Spider-Man. where he flies, apparently. Yeah, well, he flies in Spider-Man: Homecoming as well. I was just guess. I I know, like Birdman is not about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway uh so with that this has been episode 916 wheels of fortune and this is tgif arcade wishing you all good mental health toss salads and scrambled eggs is a production of tgif arcade for more info about the show find us at fraser podcast on twitter tumblr and facebook you can also write to us at fraserpod at gmail.com diana is at sweet lime on twitter and i'm slow motion walter just about everywhere on the internet if you like the show and want to help us do more you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash tgifarcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you.